This is episode 55 of the Fire Protection Podcast, powered by InspectPoint. Today, my guest is Nancy Carbone. She's the Executive Director of Friends of Firefighters, a nonprofit uh, based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Nancy's been on the, uh, the podcast uh, once before, um, probably, I think it was in 2020, in the midst of COVID. So uh, she came on, gave some updates um, on Friends of Firefighters. We're dropping this podcast on Giving Tuesday, which is a it's a big day for for nonprofits out there. And um, you know, a lot a lot's been happening over the last few few years with with Friends of Firefighters. They've expanded their services. They have a huge need uh, for the firefighting community in New York City and and beyond uh, New York as well. Um, they've been they've been asked to 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 go after different areas of the country as well. So. Um, yeah, really cool to see what Nancy and her team has done uh, over the last few years and 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 what they've been up to. So, um, yeah, with Giving Tuesday, uh, InspectPoint, the Fire Protection Podcast, we're going to be matching donations uh, up to a certain amount uh, to Friends of Firefighters. So please, you know, if, if you feel entitled on on Giving Tuesday or up until the end of the year, please support Friends of Firefighters. I think it's a it's a great cause uh, in the fire protection community and um, they they really do help out uh, a lot of mental health awareness, um, even physical awareness of the firefighters and and even their families. So, um, yeah, really cool to have Nancy on and, and see some updates. So, onto the podcast and uh, like and subscribe. Enjoy. Uh, all right, we're here at the Fire Protection Podcast. I forgot what episode this is, but we're in a, we're in the I think the 54th or 55th episode there, Nancy. So uh, we haven't seen you in a few years. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Nancy Carbone, Executive Director of of Friends of Firefighters, uh, near and dear to, to my heart and, and, and my family as well. We've we've shared a lot of things in, in, in Brooklyn over the years. So welcome to the podcast again. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I think it was... 2020 about three years ago we did this something similar it was a definitely a different time back then i think it was a year that we all um just threw away our watches our clocks our calendar and just waited you know just waited um and it's I funny know. because i don't i don't think i'm alone in this but i don't have total recall of that year and we each had our own concerns family-wise i'm sure uh and the overwhelming staggering number of fatalities certainly here in New York City um, and they were felt by everyone and and not the least of which are our first responders so it was a tough yeah. year yeah I remember having you know I was still working at the sprinkler association mm -hmm. and talking to the FDNY and and they were you know they were it was crazy what was was happening and I remember they were they had their inspectors, just their their building inspectors that what we dealt with, and they were just on the street handing out masks. And I was just like, "This is this is a crazy time." That I don't know, people didn't know what was going on, and anyway, and there was forgotten here. Discord, you know, I I think that because of the division. Uh, and it isn't two sides. There's like six sides, but yeah. there was misinformation being distributed. There was. Um, emotions were running high you know yeah. as as our first responders are responding to all of these unfortunately a lot of uh, uh 
a lot of DOAs, too many, and, and I mean, once too many most of the time, but uh, they also had to struggle with their own families and what was happening and were they bringing it home? And, and you know, and of course, in many cases they did uh, because of what they do. And then they did go home, unfortunately, and uh, some families got um, hit hard. And again, this is to say, there's no way out of that. You know, I do know some people that rented um, campers, for instance, and stayed on their property to see the kids through the glass, but they couldn't go near them. Very tough times. And I think that it really has uh, made an indelible mark on the fire department, certainly. Um, and their children. We're seeing more children yeah. more than ever. That's, that's that's crazy. So for, for people who haven't listened to the last episode, you want to give a uh, a quick synopsis of, of Friends of Firefighters, and and I'll show a nice nice clip that you guys have come up with as well. Okay, sure. Friends of Firefighters, um, I started this immediately following 9-11. Uh, so in 2001, I went up to Engine 205, Ladder 118. Um, some people are familiar with the picture of 118, the rig going across the Brooklyn Bridge with the towers in the background. Uh, they lost eight members um, of 118. And they were very generous in allowing me in the house to help them out in the capacity that I could at the time, which really at the time was uh, finding bunting for the firehouse, finding a bugler for the funerals. And um, around Christmas time, I was asked by them, at which point we were friends, good friends. Um, they asked me if I would open up a counseling center. Um, I'm a mom. I'm not a counselor, but moms get things done, I, you know. I think you know that <laughs> you sure. your wife is getting things done. Um, and uh, so by March of 2002, we had our first um, place and the firefighters came from the site, which outsiders call ground zero. Um, mm -hmm. They came from what was then a pit and they came over and built it out. So for me, that that said they really need it, that they were doing it themselves. In 2009, we opened uh, the old firehouse that we were lucky enough to come into, and we rent this space. Uh, we don't own it. I wish we did. And over 400 firefighters came to renovate it, turn it back into an old firehouse. So there's a comfort level here. Primarily what we do is counseling. We have other um, services. We have acupuncture, a Reiki, financial guidance, and we help families through things like uh, Hurricane Sandy. We were out in the field helping uh, to pump the water out of the homes and gut the homes and coordinate work teams to go out there. So we remain flexible enough to help the members with what they need. And this is for FDNY firefighters active and retired. Oh, wow. And their yeah, families. And, I can't believe I forgot that. And their and families. Their families. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, yeah, especially these days and a lot of the after effects. So, um, no, that's a great synopsis. I, you guys created this great video. It, it was at, um, uh, my, my wife runs this cause marketing summit and she, uh, she had, uh, Joe, who's Joe's your chief of staff. Yes. Joe Gorman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Joe, he presented and it was, it was a great presentation and, 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 and a great video, which hopefully this works. I don't know. You know, we'll see with my technology, uh, uh, prowess here. If I can, if I can show this video here. So, um, bear with me up here. There it is. I was involved in a fatal fire, um, 2018, where we lost Mikey Davidson from uh, 
1969. I didn't go and get myself checked out mentally. Uh, after that fire, I went right back to work. You know, I really, now I really understand what Friends of Firefighters is all about, you know, because I'm in therapy myself. The mission of Friends of Firefighters is to provide counseling and therapeutic services for firefighters, their families, and to encourage them to come in and destigmatize the process of opening up and discussing your feelings and emotions and traumas. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. We are the only organization of its kind. I actually think firefighters across the world could use something like this where it's confidential, it's free, it's unlimited, which means you don't get just 12 sessions and then move on because you're done. Uh, it's on an as-need basis. There's some sort of a release. If you're hurting or maybe something's bothering you, you come here, you have breakfast with the brothers, you know, and you just talk it out. There are a lot of different ways that you can treat yourself better and receive mental health care. And it doesn't all have to be some super heavy loaded experience. And that's why we try to offer the services that we do is because we want to help you in a way that's going to fit your specific needs and we do everything from yoga to acupuncture music therapy financial counseling we do in-house events here at the firehouse like monthly breakfasts and dinners i love seeing them change i love seeing that after several visits it could be two months three months six months you start to see who they are come to the surface you start to see them smile friends of firefighters is very special to me you know i lost my best friend and we're all brothers on the fire department, so it has helped me and other firefighters I know personally. I think the really important thing what Nancy realized is that it's not just the firefighters who were going through this, but it was their families, their spouses, their children. So she made it available to the firefighting community. This building is helping me heal. The people that work here are helping me heal, quite frankly, save my life. There's no doubt about that. It feels like an urgency, and that support needs to be 24-7 which is why, you know, we try to get funding to kind of expand our reach. Gets, gets me every time. It's interesting. I never saw that without the music and it was a little truncated, but the message comes through. And I think it's most important that the message come from the firefighters themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need the, the, just, just hearing them speak um, about it, and I've I've heard people over the years talk about it as well, and and how important it is, and you know I think you've said this before, where it's it's you know firefighting, and any anything fighting fire, right? It's a it's kind of that tough, you know, it's a it's a tough business or it's a tough kind of uh, job, right? And can't always who do you talk to, right? You can't, a lot of times you bring that home. So I think you guys are doing something great with, with providing that. I, I think we're on, well, I know I'm honored to do it, um, to be trusted. It, it's to me a, a huge responsibility. Um, firefighters, it's in their DNA to help others. And it seems almost equally in their DNA to put off helping themselves. You know, it's like everyone else comes first. And the message really has to be that you have to help yourself in order to help others and uh, create a healthy environment for your family too. 
So that's why it's so critical that we have the family members um, avail themselves of services as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess since 2023 or 2020, right? And we're in the middle, middle of COVID or right in 2020. How How is thing, what has changed? Obviously there's a probably a bigger need now. You guys, I see you everywhere, all, all over social media and stuff, maybe just the feeds I'm in, but it seems like you're getting out there too. We've had to, and you know, um, there was an uptick in 21, a little bit more of an uptick in 22. And then as of January this year, we've exploded. So we've got, uh, there's a 200 and a little bit over 220% increase in services. So we had three counselors in 2020. We now have 14. I have to hire more immediately. And that's what I'm trying to raise the money for. Um, We are having numbers come through that it's staggering eight a day a lot of them are children so there is a disconnect and, and we're seeing it in the children because the children have missed out on critical uh socialization skills uh, a lot of what they were doing was over zoom um and for small children especially who you know a lot of their learning really is and you've got two five-year-olds so you know a lot of their learning is 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 hands-on it's all tactical and it's eye contact. And, and so they're missing a year of growth and, uh, and it's starting to show now, now that they're back in classes, some behavioral things are cropping up. There's a lot of fear. Some children are quite anxious. They're having sleeping disturbances and it, and it mirrors the PTSD, you know, if you want to call it PTSD, uh, that their parents have felt. So now there's another um, new term that I just learned where I believe it's called CPTSD, which is it's one thing on top of another. It isn't one event that they're responding to. It's a prolonged bombardment of, well, I think we could say negativity, negative uh, impact. Uh, We're seeing the results of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. And obviously, uh, you know, in, in New York and, and probably around the country as well, you know, the first responders were, were right in the line of, of, of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously that's, that's probably the biggest cause of this uptick. And I think just aside from everything else, I think America and maybe even the world is, is dealing with stuff mentally, right? There's a lot of mental health issues that are, have been popping up you know, are- everywhere. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. I mean, if you and, and we won't get into this because it's it's much more of a McGilla than I'm willing to really plunge yeah. into. Which is, uh, a lot of people are saying, "Well, the world is crazy. Everything's upside down. The things that were always true to us are no longer there." And I do think it's it is a world issue now. Um, I don't know when it will right itself, I, but I have tremendous faith in people, and I do believe in people are inherently good. Um, but I do think that that also impacts the mental health of everyone. But again, we are in the world of first responders and how does it impact their world? And, um, you know, that's just another layer, uh, the distrust of government or uh, policy or, you know, even something that's seemingly simple, what, but it is not, uh, is the... Um, the um I'm, I'm so sorry i'm drawing a blank of course the the bikes you know the uh, lithium ion oh battery. yeah so we're seeing uh frankly a shameful number of fires and many of them fatal fires 
due to that. So that's another stressor. And, and again, that becomes difficult because you know, I, I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with it. Are they going to outlaw the cheaper batteries or not? So, so they've got like, again, one thing on top of another, uh, those fires, yeah. those fires are terrifying fires. Oh, they're, they're, they're terrifying. I mean, I've had people on this podcast talking about lithium ion battery fires and there's, there's no, there's no resolution right now. And I don't, you know, I saw that there was a three fatalities in Brooklyn, what was it yesterday? And the commissioner got on and you're not going to, yeah, you could stop some of the products and I think that will happen, but I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a bigger problem and it's not going to stop because those batteries are just going to be more apparent in our lives. So they they are um i would assume that there's going to be an increase in bi that the firehouses will be going out and doing many more inspections um and that's a manpower thing that i'm very happy i'm not the commissioner to have to deal with uh, <laughs> yeah. what they're facing yeah 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 i know i already know the fdny has has manpower issues right where or, or just people on the streets just to just to get into the inspecting buildings i know they they, they had that issue in, in covid even so Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there have been challenges of late, um, and and again, starting in 2020, that they were not faced with before, and so uh, it, there's a lingering effect. And keep in mind that there's still the argument, and that people are still dying of COVID, which is shocking, but happening. It's certainly not in the numbers that it was, uh, but you know, there's still complications, um, and that I would venture a guess that most firefighters never signed up for that. But again, it becomes part of the job when they're needed, they go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I, I guess, uh, I have seen some, uh, you had your gala, a few, few, uh, what's it, in October or so you have a, you, you have quite the star studded, uh, advisory board or, or, or uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's and, pretty you know, cool, it's funny. It? I, it, it's so funny because you would think it isn't a, um, it isn't a golden pot where we pull money from it's right. people. So the celebrities, they give of themselves, they give time, right. they give recommendations. If they'll do a fundraiser or something um, with the exception of Gary Sinise and, and Steve Buscemi, who also fund programs here. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, the others, Kevin Smith was there and, and um, you know, we're, we're and, and Corey Taylor uh, from Slipknot. We're really fortunate. Rachel Feinstein, um, she's a comedian. She's married to um, well, Pete is the captain over at um, 118, Ladder 118. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's funny. So she so a lot of her shtick is is about the fire department. And it's it's as only a wife could say. And it's quite funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is, it is star studded, but um, you know, I find myself having to explain that, 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 that doesn't fund us, that helps us to get the funding, but these are really good people that have stepped up. Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. I mean, it's pretty cool. They're, they're really, yeah. really nice people. Corey Taylor, I met before I saw Slipknot. And when I saw his costume on Slipknot, I just said, this is, <laughs> Corey is one of the sweetest quietest people and just a lovely, lovely man who's very concerned about PTSD. Um, he had a family member that went through a war and didn't speak of what he experienced. And as a result, he wanted to dedicate his time. So he has the Taylor Foundation and they choose different foundations across the United States. We were one of the first foundation, first uh, nonprofits that he came to visit. Wow. And we just hit it off. You know, he, he's terrific. But yeah, that doesn't translate into right. being 
you know, fulfilled. Well, especially the big increase in, in, in need and all that. And, um, you know, we're going to be pushing this podcast out on, on giving Tuesday. So we're going to really push for the fire protection community. And I would love to get you involved in, in some other companies within fire protection. Cause I think there's a, uh, you kind of hit, you know, a, a lot of the people I talk to every day showing, um, our software product for, for building inspections, they're either volunteer firefighter, retired firefighter, or active firefighter. And just, they're doing this part-time, right? So, um, I think there's a, a nice fit here and, uh, to give obviously back to the, the firefighting community. So. Well, I'm, I'm very grateful, as we all are here, uh, that you're giving us the time. I do have to say that uh, Friends of Firefighters, while we started in New York City, and excuse the phones and the eventual sirens and everything else that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm in Brooklyn, so it's noisy. <laughs> but um, given everything that, you know, everyone is up against, uh, first responders live a different life. And they live sometimes just on the edge um, because the job that they do is quite demanding. And it's demanding in many ways itself. Of course, we all think of the physical, but not many people think about the mental. Uh, um, you know, I think of a manatee, you know, if you see a manatee and you see all the chinks in their skin from the motor hitting them, you know, it's sort of the same. It's a right. cumulative effect um, that we do see in our first responders. And I think that that's worldwide. I, I know, you know, New York is a very large department, uh, and they have quite a few jobs all the time, but there are, there isn't a firefighter on this planet that isn't willing to put his or her life on the line to save someone else. And we need to be there for them if they have a hard time. I just, I just see it as a personal calling. And we can't abandon them. And, and in fact, I think the Friends of Firefighters really should be nationwide. We are, we have a pilot program in Biloxi, Mississippi right now. I've been wow. asked to come to some other states. I won't mention them right now because I don't know the politics there. And if they're talking beyond, you know, they're allowed to. Uh, but it breaks my heart that we can't say, great, we're sending a unit down and this is how we'll do it. It's a long protracted uh, process. And um, I never anticipated the tremendous influx this year. So the budget has more than doubled. It's actually wow. a little more than tripled. So that's that's my job is to raise that money to meet the needs. Yeah. You know, when, when you have people that the trust is there, I'm not a slick fundraiser. That's not been my forte, you know, but I've had to raise the money. And at this point, we really, we need a professional fundraising team to go out to ensure that we will always answer the phone. By the way, that yeah. phone call was taken by somebody, so okay. it wasn't ignored <laughs> by me. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just can't imagine how hard it is for a first responder to pick up the phone and say, I need help. Yeah. So we yeah. try to take away that pressure. Yeah, I'm 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 close to some, and you know, so I'm working at Inspect Point. Uh, we have a, a, a one of our sales managers. His name's Jeff, and he he's great. Uh, he's he's great at his job. He knows he knows a lot, but you know, he'll get called in on on random calls, whether it's a a, a fire or, or an emergency, and you can you know, he's uh, there's a lot going on, and we're obviously very respectful of that, and um appreciate that tremendously and uh yeah they they don't get the thanks they do sometimes but 
you know, again, like you said, we got to give back. Um, we have to give back. So it's it's to me, it's really not even a question. Um, you know, they, we're as strong. You know, we're we're strong and we're safe because of them, right? Um, we all go to sleep at night knowing that if anything happens, we're going to call 911 and they're going to come and they're going to help us get out of whatever situation we've gotten ourselves into or whatever is happening. Um, and I just believe that they have earned the, the respect and they have earned just by signing up for this, going through the training, showing up for it and, and then fighting the fires answering the calls for the, you know, elevator or the car accidents, you know, or, or COVID um, they're there and they're there sometimes beyond their limit, but they stay on. Um, and so because of that, when they come back home, we need to be there. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't mean we're going to push. I know we don't do ambulance chasing. We don't ever, um, but we're here when they call and, and I depend heavily on them to share it with each other because you can do all the advertising. You say we, you see us everywhere. Um, and I'm glad about that, but really the, 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 probably the strongest recommendations would come from each other. They can hear yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth. Yeah. yeah it's tremendously. Yeah, it does. Well, um, yeah, I'm excited to get this uh, out out to the to the masses. I'm giving Tuesday. It's a really it's a really cool day that America's kind of come into, and um, yeah. I think it's perfect timing. Um, so, thank thanks thanks for coming on again here, Nancy. Of course, thank you. Really appreciate it. It's always good to see you, Drew. And I cannot believe your sons are five. It's just, <laughs> you were just born in my mind. I know. I know. How, how do we? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, how do we, I guess, how do we find you? How do people, you know, go and, and donate? And um, obviously it's the, the website. It's probably the best way, right? Yeah, I think that is the best way. Although I can feel Joe, and if he could hear me, he would be staring me down and probably holding up cards. Uh, it's www.friendsoffirefighters.org. And it's Friends of Firefighters, plural. I know a lot of people end up one, we are not running this place for one person. We are running it for all the firefighters <laughs> in New York City. And the one thing to touch on, uh, we are trying to expand to help EMS as well. And while we see some EMS, we just don't have the man slash woman power to mm -hmm. handle the entire load. And again, we're seeing so many now. Uh, my biggest fear is a wait list. And uh, that's just not acceptable. Most firefighters right. call when it's already a May day. Yeah. A May day. So yeah, we really need help. Yeah, we really need to have them seen within a week. And that's what we, sh we shoot for. Doesn't always work, but that's what we shoot for. And there's no cost involved at all. We don't go through insurance uh, and we don't limit the uh, number of sessions. And we don't have 30 minute sessions. It's a full hour. Oh, wow. Wow. So, it's just important to know. And prior to uh, COVID, we were already doing remote sessions um, on a closed uh, platform so that it was secure. And so when COVID happened, we didn't miss one session. In fact, oh, we started to increase then. And we continued that. It's much more convenient for some firefighters to just log in instead of yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, instead of going to Brooklyn. Yep. Yeah. Although Brooklyn. So <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks, Nancy. Yeah, I'll uh, looking forward to this, and um, yeah, appreciate you coming on and, and and doing what you do with with the community, the firefighting community in in New York and beyond. It's an honor. Thank right. you.
Thanks. Thanks for what you do, Drew. Yep. Okay. Take, Take care. care. All right. Thanks so much. This has been episode 55 of the Fire Protection Podcast powered by InspectPoint. Uh, again, want to thank Nancy Carbone for coming on the podcast to discuss friends of firefighters, what they've been up to and, and, and their needs. You know, you know, there's, there's still a lot of mental health needs out there for firefighting community and even beyond that. So um, it's cool they're putting it in, in, in the light and getting it out there in front of everybody. Um, and and please support, uh, please support if you can. And again, great cause for the fire protection community. Thanks again for listening. Mm -hmm.